The Secrets of Star Trek is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Trek, where we discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings found in all the Star Trek TV, series, movies, and more. And today it's a very special after-school special episode of... <laughs> no, not an after-school special, a special episode of The Secrets of Star Trek. This is our 200th episode, and it just happens to fall uh, around the time of April 1st, so we thought it would be fun to do a fun episode, because we're discussing Picard on either end of this in 199 and 201, but we're going to do give you a special treat. We're going to talk about the worst Star Trek episodes ever. <laughs> yeah. Cause like for our hundredth anniversary, we did our hundredth episode. We did the best if I recall correctly. Yes. And Dom, you've got a very interesting dis- uh, idea of what fun <laughs> is. If we're going to talk about the worst episodes. I, I have heard from listeners that they always enjoy when we have a, a rants. <laughs> so not, so <laughs> many of them enjoy our, our, our rants and, and ravings, especially when we're laughing about it as we rant. And so I think that's that would be the the uh, about the how this is going to turn out. Uh, so just to, to go through the formalities, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going, Dom? Very well, thanks. And Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. Uh, folks, so be sure to follow The Secrets of Star Trek. If this is your first episode with us, welcome. It's going to be a weird one. Uh, this is not how they usually go, but uh, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere you get podcasts. Uh, we're also on our YouTube channel, our StarQuest YouTube channel. Uh, and if you like this, you might like another show on the StarQuest Network, like The Secrets of Star Wars, which is at sqpn.com slash Star Wars. So I'm not going to ask for a recap, Jimmy. <laughs> There's nothing to recap Yay. here. Uh, so let's get into it. We're going to we've each made a list of the worst. I, I don't I don't know if I've ranked them the worst. It would be hard, I mm. think, to rank them the mm. worst. But we're going to read through our lists and then we'll have a, a discussion of the various ones that show up there and uh, just as a precursor we decided to limit ourselves to discussing the worst episodes in the pre paramount plus era so not right. discovery yep. not picard not lower decks not prodigy uh but anything up to the time of uh enterprise yeah, because right. Discovery itself would just consume too many slots on the <laughs> 10 worst list. Right. I, let's just like, uh, I think for, for my sake, I, I gave uh, Discovery honorable mention <laughs> on mm-hmm. the list and uh, left it at that. Uh, so we, 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 we go with that. So um, why don't we start with you, Father Corey? Why don't you give us your list and maybe a little bit about, uh, to remind us what you, you, there may be things you don't list because you haven't seen right. all of every season. Right. So I, I purposely stuck with the TNG, DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise era of Star Trek because I'm still learning about TOS. I'm still learning about uh, the the animated series. Um, what I've seen so far really wouldn't I wouldn't describe as being on this list, anyways. So uh, I'm, I'm reserving that for Dom and Jimmy, who know those era better. And what I did is I I picked couple episodes from each of, of those series and I limited myself. I can only do one from the first season of each episode <laughs> or each series yes. because otherwise it would just be a list of here's 
two or three episodes from TNG from the first series season and so on down the list. So I, I've, I've tried to stretch them out uh, between the different seasons and everything. And uh, when, we're, when we look at TNG and unfortunately both of them are Wesley episodes, which isn't mm-hmm. a surprise because I am, I am one of the least fans of Wesley. I'm not a fan of his character at all. They have kind of redeemed him a little bit, but uh, the first one I picked was well, in, just in, in, until the, um, until the ready room. Right. And and in the ready room, Will Wheaton becomes insufferably enthusiastic about everything. <laughs> yeah, <true>. yeah, I'll <laughs> agree with that too. I'll agree with that. I, I liked Will Wheaton on Eureka. He was just you know sarcastic and kind of a jerk, and it was it was <laughs> right. fun. But um, but the first one I picked is from first season. It's Justice. It's the episode where Wesley Crusher stomps on a plant, and they want to kill him, and all the fans are like, "Please, please, 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 please." <laughs> right, right. Um. And then the other one is another another uh, Wesley episode, the game where we see the the wormhole frisbee thing that everybody's addicted to, except Wesley and his crush, who happens to be Ashley Judd. Mm. Um, you know, another not just Wesley's really, crush. Was that? <laughs> not yeah, just well, Wesley. true. Not I was a that teenager time. watching no. that, so yeah. <laughs> no, so I mean, both, both those are just Wesley is being annoying, and of course he's the hero of the day, and then, yeah. I mean, they really kind of represent all the TNG episodes where Wesley is annoying and he's the hero of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the two I picked out for there. Moving to DS9, uh, the first season one I picked up is one that we're going to be talking about somewhat soon: the Storyteller, where yeah. O'Brien has to save a planet by telling stories mm. and it's just mm, painful Ugh. painful mm. episode um uh then later on in ds9 you've got meridian which is you have the phase shifting planet that dax falls in love with a guy from and tries to save him and in can't and now she has to mourn for 70 years even though well i guess she will just under another host so that they, they find this planet that just happens to phase back into reality right in front of the uh defiant and you know dax is there uh, trying to help them stay in our reality and, and right. go from there so just really a uh painful painful episode um going into void uh another ds9 one um was resurrection and this is one of the mirror universe episodes which in general i kind of like the ds9 mirror use mirror universe episodes but this one in particular i don't like because it brings back Barail. And I was never a fan of Barile's character, and he's even more annoying in, in this one um, than uh, any of the other Mirror Universe ones. And he he basically uh, comes into our universe and and kidnaps Kira to pretend to be the the whatever the her Mirror Universe counterpart was the intendant. Intendant, yeah. Mm. So it was uh, again. This is uh, my least favorite of the Mirror Universe episodes, and then my final. I, I ended up picking four DS Nine, and that's probably because DS Nine is my favorite, as I know it is of mm-hmm. the other two. Um, I ended up picking four of the bad ones from there, just because I like the whole series. Uh, but the fourth one is Profit and Lace, and this is uh, probably one of the weakest of the Frankie episodes. And Cork becomes a woman. And a very stereotypical, almost insulting uh, image of a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because, of course, you know, his Moogie, his, his mother is, is rebelling against Frangie society and all that. And Cork needs to fill in for her as a woman. And it's just not good. It, yeah. The Frangie episodes are usually pretty good. This one wasn't. This That's one where there are a lot of 
There are a lot of people who don't like that one, um, but I don't have the same reaction to Profit and Lace. I mean, it's not my favorite. There are lots better episodes, including right. better Ferengi episodes. But I, I, I'm able to accept this is this is cartoon, you know, mm-hmm. Star Trek here. In essence, this is um, yeah. this is an episode where it's deliberately over the top ridiculous, right? Right. So, yeah, but uh, moving on to Voyager, we uh, had to pick Phage, the, the hollow long Neelix. And of course, it, it is the episode where we, we get to find out more about the Vidians. But the Neelix in, in the, the in the sick bay was just too annoying. It just it was hard to hard to handle them. And then the other Voyager episode I picked was Tattoo. And this is a uh, kind of a representative episode more than it is uh, it, the episode itself. But that Tattoo is the Chakotay finds a planet where it's got an image that he knows from his childhood as a Native American image. And he meets a race of aliens that have the same tattoo he does. And it's because there are some, you know, great aliens that have been watching over the Native Americans and watching over the, this, this species. and it's it's a representative episode of how badly they handle Native American spirituality in the character of Chakotay. Yeah, notice it, they, know, they never even tell us what tribe he's from or right. what general Native American yeah. culture he's from. It's just Chakotay's tribe. Well, and they, they, you look through the the wiki, the, the memory alpha wiki on, on Chakotay's character, and they changed it like four times. He was going to be Sioux at one point. He was going to be Hopi. He was going to be some, you know, Central American or Southern American native. You know, they, they changed it about four times before they just went, he's just a nondescript Native American. You know, he's he's somebody. Which is sort of condescending uh, in and of itself. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's exactly. like everybody from Africa is the same or everybody from Europe is the same or everybody yeah, exactly. from Asia is the same. It's like, no, there are cultural differences on every continent. Big ones. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Native Americans are very clear that, you know, there's rivalries between tribes, even if a lot of them are kind of intermarried now. But there's still, oh, you yeah. know. There's, there's these there two tribes rivalries. on a reservation and it's us versus them, even though they're my cousin because I'm married to their, you know, <laughs> aunt or something like that. You know, so I mean, it, it yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's so I, it's it's it I, is insult. That's part of the insult, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember years ago, I was hanging out with a bunch of uh, Native American construction workers and it's like the Apache guy did not get much respect from the others. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, finally, for Enterprise, we've got unexpected this is preg- pregnant trip yeah and just mm-hmm. again another just painful episode just for that aspect right there i mean it just it was just painful and then i had to pick for the last one these are the voyages the final en- en- enterprise episode the most insulting way that they could have closed off that series with the whole series of enterprise basically being a holodeck adventure by troy and riker and it was, and of course, you got killing off trip, was, which is also uh, why they made that choice. I don't know. But the, the fact that it was just the whole series was just Riker and Troy going in the holodeck. And yeah. we don't don't even get to hear the Archer speech at the end, which wasn't even the founding of the Federation speech. Right. 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 So it's just it was just such a and, then, and the worst part is the fourth season is the strongest season of enterprise in my opinion you know they were really going yeah. places and of course and it got canceled so that didn't matter but then you end it with this so yeah. that had to be the last one on my list okay 
Yeah. Dom, why don't you go next? Okay. So uh, I'm going to start with the infamous, uh, the original series episode, Spock's Brain. This is the the infamous third season of of the original series, which had <laughs> lots of candidates. Uh, but I only chose one from that whole season because it would have been I had others I wanted uh, from other se- series. But Spock's brain just had so many problems of like piloting Spock's body with a prosthetic and it oh it just didn't work it didn't work at all uh so i, I even as a kid i thought it was a it was a dumb uh, premise um i have plenty from tng two from the first season one which i know jimmy's going to pick uh well we might pick all of these but uh but i gotta pick angel one so cringy so very cringy like picard as boy toy i mean not sorry Riker as boy toy it was just oh it was oh, it's, I can still picture Riker wearing that you know open vest thing, and it's just it's too much. Um, Code of Honor, which is another very cringy episode, both patronizing to uh, African cultures, but also just weird. You know, uh, first season Gene Bar- Gene Roddenberry TNG weirdness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I, I- oh, I yep. purposely left Code of Honor off just because I knew it was going to be on your guys' list. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> or I figured um, it would be. Yeah. And then um, it's got to be Sub Rosa. Just the the worst. The Beverly Crusher exploring her heritage and ends up in a romantic liaison with a ghost. And it was. Oh. And, and it doesn't just involve addictive ghost sex. It involves addictive ghost sex with the ghost that was having addictive ghost sex for years with her grandmother. Right. Wow, is that cringe. Yeah. <laughs> it's so creepy. So bad. Who thought this was a good idea? So uh, th- those are my TNG picks. Uh, for Voyager, I picked one, actually. I could have picked more, but I picked one because it is the worst. It is threshold. It is the episode where the where, um, oh yes, where Picard they, or not not Picard, where Janeway and Tom Paris get devolve. turned into salamanders and have salamander sex and have salamander babies. Yeah. Yes, I'm starting to detect a theme in my worst episodes list here. Actually, now that I look at it, <laughs> whatever that Star Trek turns to uh, weird sexual themes, that gets really bad. Um, thanks, Gene Roddenberry. Thanks, Gene Roddenberry. Oh. Yeah. Um, I also picked the Enterprise episode, Unexpected. Again, weird, like, you know, uh, trip becoming pregnant thing. That was all. We talked about that in a previous episode. Jimmy, I know you're going to pick this, so I'm sorry to steal this before you get to it, but A Night in Sick Bay is just the the worst. It is, you know, just nothing happens. It's like, it's just a scene. It's just worst. one set. They, it's like, the, the ultimate bottle episode where they're just sitting around yeah. in sick bay, you know, talking at one another. Um, the, the, the set part, you can do single set episodes. Well, this was not an example of that. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, no, if you want a good example of a single set episode, check out the bottle episode, episode of community. <laughs> right. right. Oh. <laughs> um, then uh, I picked move along home even though when we rewatched it we found things that we liked about it it wasn't as bad in retrospect it still it's it still resonates in me from having seen it all those years ago as 
this is one of the worst things. You know, the 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 the, the hopscotch, the chanting, all that stuff just oh still still gets to me. And <laughs> then the DS9 episode, uh where is it? Um Let He Who Is Without Sin. And I was just looking for that again here. That's the one where they go to Risa mm-hmm. and it's Worf and Dax. And oh, yeah. It's Bashir and Lita and Quark. And Worf is being stick in the mud. Like, right? The whole concept of Rice is just kind of a little bit creepy to begin with. But Worf is just being Mr. Stick in the Mud. I'm, I'm a, he comes across as like fundamentalist about. Well, and that's what this episode is a yeah. parody mm-hmm. of is, or a, you have this group, I forget what they call themselves, but. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't think it's foundationalist, but um, you have this group of people on RISA who object to all the carnality on RISA, and they're a stand-in for the moral majority. Yes, it, it, and that's one of the things that made it really so bad was that you had very contemporary politics butting themselves into this in in a way that was very preachy, very over the top. I mean, they, the title of the episode is a is a gospel reference but also things yep. like like Lita and and Bashir's weird breakup like like the the we're going to we decided to break up so we're going away on a romantic weekend to have one final th- like why are you breaking up then like it's just it's like it just was really a weird to, thing to free Lita up to become Rom's wife. Well, yeah. So they yep. should have just broke up and like instead of having this weird like we're amicably separating. It's a very Hollywood sort of relationship breakup thing. It just, it doesn't connect with any, my experience of life. And I'm going to guess with a lot of people. So um, mm. anyway, it, and then it shows the, uh, the, the difficulties in the relationship between uh, Worf and Dax and his uncomfort, his lack of comfort with her past. And there was all these very broad themes and it just was very cringy. Did not like. Um, yeah, this is an example of why I hate it when people are like, ooh, science fiction is so great because he gets to comment on social issues. And I'm going, no, that's not one of the things that's great about science fiction because <laughs> it usually does it badly. That's right. Yes, it does. Uh, so that's my I, get, I had nine. I I, I, I kind of ran out of steam at <laughs> number nine. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, how about you, Jimmy? What does your list look like? Well, I had 19, but um, <laughs> uh, but I have as, as that's why I wanted you guys to go first so I could largely eliminate the ones that you guys named. So mine will be mostly different. Um, I divided mine. They're not ranked based on um, from best to worst. I'd have to it would be subjective and I'd have to put way more thought into it. Uh, so I just put them in series order. Mm-hmm. So starting with the original series, first season, The Alternative Factor. And if you don't remember that one, there's a good reason for it. It is <laughs> imminently forgettable. This is the one, if, if you have seen it, where there's this guy named Lazarus who um, is like there's a matter version of him and there's an antimatter version of him. And he shows up in this little flying saucer looking ship on a planet. And he and there's a good Lazarus and a bad Lazarus. One one of them is good. One of them is bad. And they're locked in this eternal struggle with each other. Um, The bad Lazarus wants to kill the good Lazarus. And the resolution is to 
trap both Lazaruses in this corridor between the matter universe and the antimatter universe so they can battle each other there forever. And that's more a more coherent summary than what you hear in the episode. Um, <laughs> this You watch the episode and a lot of it is just incomprehensible. And I've read about why. It's because they they had script problems and they were revising the script as it was being filmed and stuff. And mm. it just did not come together in the end. And so there's a lot of incoherence in the alternative factor. Yeah. Um, Spock's brain, I, I, I considered putting on the list, but it's written and I'm looking forward to seeing it again because it's been a while. Uh, but Spock's brain was written by Gene L. Kuhn. I believe he, he, I mean, he, he had to use a pseudonym, uh, for contractual reasons, but, um, but Gene Kuhn was one of the best writers on Star Trek. He was like the assistant producer for the first two seasons. And, um, and he was very good as a writer and he wrote, and he was responsible for injecting a lot of comedy into the series that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and the behind the scenes story is that Spock's brain was meant to be a parody episode. And so it was meant to be like the trouble with Tribbles or something, um, that it was meant to be humorous. But then in the third season, Gene Roddenberry quits as the as the showrunner and Freddie Freiberg comes in. And he doesn't get Star Trek and doesn't get humor. And mm-hmm. and the argument is that this is this is botched, that it wasn't meant to be like this. So I thought about including that, but I decided to include, since uh, Dom already mentioned it, other uh, season three episodes of the original series, including the way to Eden the <laughs> space hippies episode. Yay, brother. <clears throat> Head now to Eden. Yay, brother. I know it's, it's terrible. Um, and we've got all of these space hippies on the ship with their, so this is like 1970, uh, 1969 or 68, yeah. 69, 69 when this comes yep. out. And, um, and so the hippie movement is a real thing in the real world. And they're trying to, incorporate that into the show, which is always a mistake um, Hmm. when you're trying to incorporate contemporary stuff into a show set in a different century. Hmm. Um, And so they have this cringy hippie space lingo, you know, just like in the real world, hippies would say things like groovy, you know, they, the space hippies have their own alternative slang. It's like, Oh, I reach man, meaning I dig you. Yes. Um, And, and it's, and then they go to this planet Eden, which is sort of the garden of Eden, but sort of is, isn't because it, it, it all the food there is highly acidic and will kill you if you take a bite mm. and it'll even burn your feet if you that's, walk on the grass and the, the angel with the sword of fire don't you know well maybe <laughs> but they the whole thing is unclear why there would be a planet called Eden. i mean it's all it's 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 bad yes it's, i'll just summarize it that way also bad from the third season of the original series is and the children shall lead yes. um which is the one where you have uh, El, uh san francisco attorney marvin belli uh who when taking a break from from jousting with the zodiac killer decided to fill in on the show as the evil friendly space angel that has these <laughs> kids under his power and um and and 
it's also bad. Uh, but it was Majel Barrett's favorite episode because some of the kids are hers. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and then also from the third season of the original series, The Omega Glory, which was a Gene Roddenberry plot and script that he had actually been around since the beginning of uh, of the show that had not didn't get produced until the third season. Um Basically, it's a, another political parable. They go to a world that is a knockoff of Earth where Chinese communists took over the planet and uh, and we have this society divided between the Yangs, meaning the Yankees, and the comms, meaning the communists. And they've hmm. got a an American flag and they have this stirring speech that's like a mutated version of the Declaration of Independence or something. And it Gene Roddenberry gets to preach about stuff and it's really painful. So those are my original series picks. Next generation. Well, I, I would include uh, Justice, which is Wesley Crusher Crushes Flowers, which Father Corey <laughs> mentioned. Yep. I mm-hmm. could include Code of Honor, which is the the one or angel one which dom mentioned mm-hmm. um but instead i'm going to pick the second episode naked now yes that mm. could have been which is really painfully bad and even the original series episode it's based on the naked time is painful i find that one painful as well but not as painful as the naked now which is just horrifically bad Another uh, first season Next Generation episode that I would put on the list, Skin of Evil, which exi- which was written to uh, kill off uh, Tasha Yar. So mm-hmm. this is the one where Tasha Yar gets killed by a giant oil slick. And it's a, as they admit later on screen, a couple of seasons later, it was a meaningless death. Yes. Yep. This is a this is a badly written episode. And Lower Decks uh, uh, really took the steam out of it later on when they made fun of it, which was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Another from the first season that's really horrendously bad is the outrageous Akona. And, (laughs) and here they introduce a character named Akona who is meant to, he just so badly wants to be Han Solo Mm -hmm. and he so terribly is not. Um, (laughs) There is a multi-part. If you go, there's a, um, there's a website, a sort of parody website called The Agony Booth, where the guy who runs it does multi-part detailed reviews of just of bad of bad television. And he's got like a six-part epic takedown of the outrageous Akona. Um, one of the things he points out that is that is already a danger signal is the title. Because mm-hmm. um, anytime what what the author of this website points out is that anytime you have to inform someone of the attributes a character has, <laughs> it's a, it's a bad sign Yeah, because, because you're, it, it's, it represents weak writing because why would you just tell someone this character is outrageous and that's how we need to regard them when instead you could show us that they're outrageous. And so anytime a writer feels that they need to fall back on informed attributes, um, it's a sign of weak writing, and that happens in the outrageous Akona. It is it is really embarrassingly bad. I mm-hmm. thought about including on my list Shades of Grey, which was a clip show. It was like a, a season mm-hmm. ender for the first season or something, um, first or second, and 
and basically Riker is in sick bay and they're stimulating his brain to keep it active. And we get to see lots of clips of previous shows hmm. and clip shows are, um, are generally very weak. The, the one notable exception is the clip show from community because for community, what they decided to do was film all new clips of things we've never seen before <laughs> that they're flashing back to things we had never previously seen. <laughs> um, but uh, but this is a normal clip show. I decided not to include it on my list, though, because um, it's just a clip show. It's mediocre, but it's not actively painful the way some of these others are. Mm -hmm. uh, I also definitely would have mentioned Sub, Ro Sub Rosa, and uh, I I I would I thought about Move Along Home, but I I I decided not to because there are other more painful. Deep Space Nine episodes like The Storyteller. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when we hit uh, Voyager, I definitely would have picked Threshold because Salamander reproduction. <laughs> I mean, not just they got turned into salamanders and had sex. They had babies <laughs> yes, that are did. still <laughs> out there in the Gamma Quadrant. So just, wow, what were they thinking? Yep. Um, so instead, I'll pick, but Dom named that. So instead, I'll pick elogium which is a Kess episode where she like is it's the stage in her life where she needs to mate or she'll won't be able to and mm. and that's painful um mm -hmm. and they don't exploit it they don't have her mate right you know i mean if you're gonna do this ocomp life cycle thing you gotta commit <laughs> yeah. right um and then also from voyager another Kess episode from later fury where mm. after she's written out of the series on friendly terms and gives them the gift of knocking 10 years off their journey with her super psychic powers, she comes back and is mad as hell at everybody and blowing stuff up. And why? Why would you do this? You already had a graceful exit for this character. Why bring her back to wreck stuff and have this unpleasant thing happen? Right. So it just seemed worthless as an episode. Um, then moving on to Enterprise, uh, Father Corey already mentioned these are the voyages, which is horrible for multiple reasons, including Tripp's meaningless death. Mm -hmm. But also Dom mentioned A Night in Sick Bay, which is not only, and I am including that on my list, because it's not only bad for the reasons he mentioned, it, it's, it's, it is, as he said, I mean, it's basically uh, Porthos the dog gets sick. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and so Archer takes him to sick bay, and he and Doctor Flock sit up all night with Porthos in a tank of goo, <laughs> and they talk about stuff, and it's it's boring, and and during the course of it, during the course of the boring conversation, Archer admits to Flocks that he's got the hots for T'Pol. Yeah, yeah, and and. Flox's advice is like, well, obviously you can't act on this because rank, um, but just note it and move on. <laughs> and it's like, okay, thank you. That involved unpleasant thoughts that then went nowhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they even have a scene in it where he has a dream about her. It's like, yeah, oh, yet more of that nonsense. Yeah. yeah. So those are those are among my least favorites. Very good. So. There does seem to be, as I noted, a 
a recurring what makes episodes bad theme is when they <laughs> often either when they delve into contemporary social politics, whenever the contemporary happens to be contemporary politics, social issues, whatever. <clears throat> or when or, they start doing weird sex. Yes. Or the yeah. weird sex thing, which I don't know, maybe it goes to the, 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 the origins of Star Trek in Gene Roddenberry's brain or what, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, or, yeah. Well, it's also you have characters that are disliked, like Wesley, like Brile. Yeah. And of course, Wesley was a stand-in for what Roddenberry wanted to be, basically. Right. He was a, a Mary Sue. So, yeah, uh, basically. So now we name all of these episodes, but there are, there are, I think at this point, 800 episodes of Star mm -hmm. Trek in various it's forms. Something like that, yeah. Yep, more than. Uh, and there are more bad episodes, obviously. But, you know, as we're Star Trek fans... We, you know, while we acknowledge the bad, there is still much mm -hmm. good, right? There's still, we've, we've had an episode mm -hmm. where we talked oh, about yeah. our favorite episodes. Um, so, you know, it's, it, this is just to say, please don't take our, our uh, dislike for certain things, including maybe things that you like. Uh, we wouldn't have done personal. 200 episodes if we hated Star Trek. Exactly. 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 And we do this, we do this as funny. We joked about it at the beginning, but we, this really was kind of fun to go through these episodes and, yeah. and say, okay, it's, it's easy to say, you know, what's your favorite episode? And, you know, I would say mine would be, you know, yesterday's enterprise. Right. You can think of that in a heartbeat. What are episodes you hate and why? Right. Right. Exactly. That takes a little more thought. That takes a little more. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> sometimes some of them just stand right out. Yes. But. It doesn't take much to, to, to recall them. Um, yes, exactly. So uh, we'd love to hear from you, the listeners, what your least favorite Star Trek episodes were. And why uh, do you and do you agree with us? And did we name some that you like that you think we're wrong, that it's the worst? Uh, so we definitely want to hear your feedback on all, all of that. Uh, and so we. Before we wrap up, we want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Trek, including Susan P., David S., Jared H., Richard V., and Janelle K. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Trek and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So this has been a very special extra episode of The Secrets of Star Trek that we we are glad to share with you. Uh, we would love to get your feedback. You can do that at sqpn.com slash trek, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash starquestmedia. Send an email to trek at sqpn.com or visit our new Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. And we'll be back next time when, of course, we will be discussing the next ep new episode of Star Trek Picard, fly me to the moon. Until then, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Trek. Thank you, Dom. Jimmy Aiken, thank you as well. Thank you, and live long and prosper. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Star Trek on StarQuest. <laughs> <laughs>